Hey, everybody. Welcome back for season two of the Broken Banquet podcast. This season, we've got more interviews with missionaries around the world, more interviews with authors who have written amazing books about missions, and more conversations about what it means for us to abide with one another. And yes, probably a story or two about Ashley taking a walk, eating food, or having drinks with someone who she now loves. We're so glad you're back. We're glad to be back. And we hope that you will enjoy this episode. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Will. Oh, my gosh. Hello, Ashley's grandmother. Hello. (laughs) Oh, there she is. There we are. Oh, my goodness. Tis the season, my friend. Tis the season. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving sickness. You know, last year, I got sick this exact same week, and I tested for everything, and I was negative, so I went ahead and did all of the Christmas Eve stuff, served communion to about, I don't know, 900 people, and then did, of course, find out that I had COVID the next day. So here's hoping that that's what that, it is not that this year. Not. Yeah. Yeah, you keep saying I'm negative and I just, it makes me laugh every time you say that because you're not at all negative. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. But you do kind of sound like, um, like a raspy voiced, like, you know, (laughs) grandmother who's smoked cigarettes her whole life. Why? Thank you. There it is right there. (laughs) (laughs) I could sing bass in the church choir on Christmas Eve. Here's hoping. I'm going to audition. You should. It'll give you a solo. You can sing the little drummer boy just for me. I so could. I so could. You know, I was uh, listening back to last week's episode of uh, with Nate and Hamish, and I do love that we have kicked off what will be several episodes of us being on location in Auckland, New Zealand, and then in uh, Newcastle, Australia. And I was listening to the episode with Nate and Hamish and hearing how much they just really adored one another and how encouraging they were to each other. So I have made it my New Year's resolution that, Will, I'm going to be ultimately encouraging you all the time. Wow. Well, that's that's a great New Year's resolution for you to have, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. And I'm glad that I get to be the beneficiary of that. Now I've got a week and a half to think of uh, just as meaningful and sweet a resolution. Revolution, my my New Year's revolution. Who knows what that's going to be? Think you're going to revolution? I don't know. I'm on medicine, by the way, too. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. I'm just wondering what's in that mug that you keep taking sips of. Well, it actually says that it is my Hallmark Channel drinking mug, and I had to uh, go turn off the volume so that you did not have to listen to The Christmas Cottage. Well, I can think of what those Hallmark movies make me want to drink, so I'm just going to leave that right there. (laughs) You know what I love about visits from your wife? What's that? Is that all of a sudden I have more tea, hot tea, to choose from. And so I went over today to the the tea bin, and I found a nice hot cinnamon spice tea. 
Very nice. I'll let her know. Ashley, we've talked about the fact that you and I have very different Christmas experiences. Uh, is it feeling like Christmas in Shreveport? It is so feeling like Christmas around here. It's almost like Christmas on steroids. And I think we talked about this last year because when this comes out, it will be Monday, December 25th, which is why we thought, hey, just a little lighthearted fun Christmas episode. What It'll be great. We'll take a break from the usual uh, interviews and we'll come back with a bang on the first of the year. So yes, Christmas indeed is all around. And we started with the Christmas parties on December 1st. And they have been going ever since. So we've almost had one Christmas gathering, whether it's a party, a luncheon, a secret Santa exchange, an ornament exchange, something of the sort, every night since December 1st. My goodness. Yes. See, I think I think something somewhere between your Christmas and my Christmas yeah. would probably be good. Right. Um because here, it's just not a whole lot going on. I mean, it's it's hot. It stopped raining. The kids are out of school until February or March. So our summer vacation has just, and kids, uh, we have one. So when I say kids, I mean like other people's also. But we just don't, like in the church, there's just not a whole lot going on. You know, they'll, they'll mm. preach about it on Christmas morning. But it kind of comes out of the blue. They don't do a whole lot of Adventy stuff, preparing people for Christmas. So I'm. There are things I love about it here, but there's things that I'm kind of that make me a little bit sad that they're not part of everyone else's Christmas experience here. Yeah. Um, so we we have been in church all the time. The sermon series every Sunday has been meeting the Messiah, and we've been studying in Isaiah, and it's been really fun. Um, what does it mean to meet the Messiah? Who is he? Be introduced. Um, and then I've been leading an Advent study on Wednesday nights and Thursday mornings, and it's called a Roots because uh, Jesus came from a place, from a people. And so we've been exploring our own roots with Jesus's roots and how those intersect. That's been really fun enjoyed that study a lot. But Will, I have to tell you the biggest thing that's happened. Please do. Our listeners may not know this, but about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I met a boy in Haiti named Mackinson. You and I have talked about him before. Um, and he and I just became family uh, from the moment go. We've, we've grown together over these 10 plus years. And I call him my son. He calls me mom. Uh, and it's always been a dream to try to get him here to the United States. Well, for the past uh, maybe five years, we've applied for visas five different times, and we have been denied five different times. So he has not been able to come. But by the grace of God and by a, a program that President Biden put into place, all of a sudden, on September 4th, 2023, Mac showed up in Shreveport. <laughs> and it has been the biggest blessing. We knew it could, would either be the biggest blessing or the biggest disaster. <laughs> and uh, we thank God every day that it's been the biggest blessing. Well, so every day has been something new. Since September 4th, every single day has been something new for Mac, whether it's the dishwasher, whether it's the washing machine, whether it's learning how to um, wire plugs at work. He's been working on a construction job. 
but every day has been teaching him something new. And we do finally have a social security card. We have all the legal things that we're supposed to get. So we went to driving school and we went to the DMV to get his license. And now he has a car. So all of the things, I mean, it's just, it's just so awesome to see America through uh, Mac's eyes. So uh, two Fridays ago, my husband, uh, he often volunteers, serves at our gyms ministry at church, and gyms is God's exceptional miracles. It's for special needs uh, kids and adults to allow the parents to go out for a date night and have their kids taken care of. And so Chris has often uh, volunteered at those events on Friday nights. So he took Mac with him for the first time, and they just they had the best time with the kids. Mm. But Matt came home saying, Mom, there was this guy. It was Mr. Brett, I'm pretty sure. And he was dressed up in a red costume. And I was like, can you show me a picture? And so he showed me a picture. And Brett, our head of maintenance at the church, he was dressed up as Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Well, for whatever reason, you know, Mac was not familiar with Santa Claus. Um, And so on Saturday, I decorated the house. I put up the Christmas tree. I put up some stockings, some nativity sets, uh, the Charlie Brown tree, which I love so much. Did all of the things to get our house ready. And he and Chris were outside uh, doing yard work because, you know, it's warm here too. And he comes back in and he looks at the stockings and he says, Mom, why are are the socks hanging here? And I was like, well... You know, that guy that we talked about yesterday, Santa Claus, he'll come and put stuff in the stockings um, and on Christmas Eve. And he was like, what's Christmas Eve? And I was like, well, it's the day before Christmas. If you use Eve, like New Year's Eve, it's Eve is the day before something. So he was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. I just thought we'd just go to church on that day. And I was like, no, no, we do church and Santa Claus comes. And so, and mind you listeners out there, Mac is 26 years old. So just throwing that out there for everybody. So he sees these stockings and he's like, so what is it? You put gifts in there? I was like, well, Santa Claus puts gifts in. And uh, and then, you know, sometimes even he'll come before Christmas Eve and, you know, he'll be doing like a dry run in the neighborhood, making sure he knows where everybody's houses are. And, and sometimes he'll put some stuff in there. And he was like, oh, OK. Well, the next night he was over washing dishes and I kept noticing him looking over at the stockings. And so after he finished washing dishes, he went over and he just patted his stocking. And all of a sudden I was like, mom, mom there's something in there. And I said, well, here, reach your hand and see what it is. And it was his favorite beef jerky sticks. And he was like, how did he know? And I was like, well, you know, son, I I don't know. Magic. And he was like, and he said, mom, how did he get in? And I said, well, maybe, you know, Molly's here all day. Molly's our black lab. And I was like, you know, she often goes in and out of the door. She noses the door. So maybe she heard something and, and she let him in. And he was like, oh, oh. Now, I don't know if he's just playing along or what. But anyway, the next night we're sitting at dinner and he goes over the stocking again. He feels he's like, there's nothing in there. (laughs) And I was like, well, he doesn't come through the neighborhood every day. And sure enough, a few days later, he went over and felt it. He was like, there's something in here again. (laughs) So it's just been so great to see the awe and wonder, even through a 26 years old's eyes of, of this is what Christmas uh, could be all about. And so we sat down and watched, we watched White Christmas, we watched Charlie Brown's Christmas, we watched The Santa Claus. What are some of your favorite Christmas movies, Will? What do I need to show him? The Christmas Story, for sure. 
you know I'm a sucker for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Not sure. Oh, I how forgot all that about this <laughs> for Mac. Um, you know I did go back and watch well, that last year, and I was yeah. like, oh, Will, can we be friends? I don't know. <laughs> of course we can. Um, uh, if I can tolerate your weird feelings about boy bands, you yeah. can let me have a pass for Eminator's Jug Band Christmas. Um, that elf, the elf, the, the, the Will Ferrell one. Yeah. yeah okay. A, that's probably a good one. We should watch that tonight. And, and like the Christmas Carol, like <laughs> find a old classic version of the Christmas Carol. Oh, maybe the Disney one. Some yeah. of them are kind of scary. I haven't been able to watch one with Isabella yet mm-hmm. because they're just like, they're a little scary if you don't mm-hmm. know what's coming. And all of a sudden there's, you know, ghosts in the house and stuff. So yeah. One of these days, maybe Isabella and Matt can watch the Christmas Carol together one day. That would be awesome. But that's that's really cool. I've been thinking about him, and I can't remember if we talked about this on here or not. But but I wondered, being coming from where he came from, and sort of some the isolation from just world events and things like that. I've wondered a little bit how how that's gone with going from that situation into one where you can't escape from world events. You're bombarded by world events all day long. And just this awareness of so much more just stuff going on besides the things that were really important to him on a daily basis weren't world events and they didn't need to be world events. It was, you know, things like finding food to eat. So I've been, I've wondered about that. And of course now in the Christmas season, I hadn't really thought about Santa Claus being a novelty I'm glad that he he already knew about the Jesus part. Um, <laughs> so now the the challenge is helping him understand how both of those things can coexist in a way that's healthy, which for a lot of people, they don't coexist in a way that's healthy. So you're kind of at an advantage that at, you know at this stage of his life, you get to introduce Santa and everything else, but in a way that is where it belongs to the degree that it belongs and you're not going to have to fight about which one of those two things or Mm -hmm. two people is more important than the other you know right i think for us with a nine-year-old it's each every year we're trying really hard to make sure that we're emphasizing the the right part of that equation you know because it's easy to spoil him, you know, We and I have yeah. to constantly remind his father that uh, spoiling him is probably not the best thing to do, but he does have a job and he has his own money and he can buy things uh, on his own. And he's learning the value of a dollar and how quickly then that can go and learning the value of a dollar and how far that goes. He's on a budget now because now that he has a car, he has to buy insurance and gas and all those kinds of things. So. We are learning and learning. Well, I know it's going to be a wonderful Christmas season for you all to get to see him seeing, especially the church stuff, the worship services that you're going to be having. And 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 I hope that he will be as moved and, and all inspired by that stuff as he should be. That's what those, those services are for. You know I mean? Actually, how cool is it that he gets to see that stuff for the first time? Yeah. You know, for us, it can become, you expect it, and it's still meaningful I regret every year that we're not in my home church on Christmas Eve for the candlelight service. I love that service. And there's nothing like singing Silent Night 
yeah. as candles are being passed through the sanctuary and lights are being turned off. And then, you know, for the last verse, everyone holds up their candles like that's Christmas. And I've experienced it my whole life. So I expect it. I know what to expect. I kind of know what I'm going to feel when it happens. But how cool would it be for someone in their 20s to get to see and feel and experience that for the very first time? That's going to be, I hope that that that's going to be great for him. And if it is, then I'm excited for you and Chris to get to just kind of stand there and watch. It's going to be Christmas Eve and I wish uh, we'll have to definitely talk about this so that I can tell you how it went. But Christmas Eve is going to be the best because we have four worship services on Christmas Eve because it is a Sunday. So I'm preaching the 11 o'clock service, my first time ever preaching on a Christmas Eve, which is really exciting. I preach the 11 o'clock service and then we have the three o'clock uh, family service, contemporary service, and then a 5.30 and a 7.30 traditional service. And at 7.30, my family always gets to light the Advent wreath and the Christ candle and do the reading that goes with it. Well, this year, Kit and Mary can't make it, and Palmer and Mitchell are out of town. Those are Chris, Chris's kids. And so I'm going to be reading, and Mac is going to be reading. And so he gets to play this big part in the Christmas Eve service. And he is taking this so seriously, <laughs> practicing every night and making sure he gets the pronunciation correct. And, uh, oh, I'm just so proud of him. So excited That's for it. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are your plans? You're, when are y'all are y'all going to North Carolina at all? No. No, because no, we went last year. So That's we're right. staying here this year. And we're going to have dinner with some friends on Christmas Eve and – we have a child, they have a child, there's another child that'll be there. So we'll take some gifts for them to exchange, the kids, and just, you know, carne asada on the grill and yeah. just kind of hang out until everybody's tired enough that it's time to go home. And then Yolanda and Isabella and I will get up on Christmas morning and the three of us will exchange some presents. And then... On the 20, I think the 26th, we're heading to the farm. So we'll be at the farm, off the grid, hanging out with monkeys and iguanas and swimming in the river until the end of the first week of January, oh, which good. is awesome that I just announced to the world the dates that there won't be anybody in our house. So, you know, uh, there's that. <laughs> and then we're coming back for we've got a little trip planned with some other families here that we're friends with in January and like all of like Christmas is just so undefined here that like all of that and none of that is part of our Christmas plans it's mm. just kind of weird but we're really looking forward to going to the farm it's been a while since we've been able to go to the farm so we're excited about spending about a week and a half on the farm and we'll see Yolanda's family we'll be with them for New Year's Eve and um, be lots of more good food and fun and stuff so and awesome. christmas presents because since we won't see her family on the 25th isabella and her cousins will do christmas presents at new year's awesome yep. that's great well i'm yep. taking mac to north carolina to meet his whole extended family so awesome. my dad and his wife and my brother and his wife my mom her husband they've met before but and then all the good things. So we're going to Appalachian State one day. I'm calling this my hometown pilgrimage uh, so that he can see all the things that made me who I am, take him to the places that played such an integral part of me growing up. And I thought about all this as we were doing this Advent study of Jesus comes from a place, he comes from a people, he comes from a 
from things. And so what is it about my story that connects so much and makes me who I am? So um, we're going on this hometown pilgrimage to go to Boone. We'll be in High Point, North Carolina. We'll be in uh, Chapel Hill for a few days, a couple of days. And then we'll get to catch up with a couple of his friends that are in south of Charlotte. And he'll get to see them. And he hasn't seen them in a long time. So, all right. Well, I think we should do just a little bit of trivia for our listeners on this Christmas uh, podcast episode so that they can have some trivia to be able to give their family. So I'm going to ask okay. you a few questions in a few different categories. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's yeah. fine. We're going to go uh, Christmas TV quiz. So on my favorite TV show. Friends. The answer is Friends. That is correct. I got number one right. Okay, what's number? What's question number two? <laughs> On the Christmas episode of Friends, where Ross... One Direction. No, oh, gosh, <laughs> they didn't even make a Christmas album. Can you believe it? Oh, I oh, can't boy. believe it. I can't uh, believe it. <laughs> so when Ross can't find a Santa outfit in time for Christmas, what does he dress up as instead? So I, to- I actually do know the answer to this question. This is one of the few. Friends episodes that I actually know anything about, and he was he was like the Christmas armadillo, the holiday armadillo. That one, yeah, and and to play a, a game with the dreidel thing, the little spinny thing, yeah, yes, see, because he wanted his kid to know, yeah, see, friends, yay! Wow, I'm so impressed. We should stop right there. <laughs> All right, that was, that was so. That's the beginning and the end of our Christmas quiz. <laughs> what what British monarch delivered the first ever Christmas message? This will be the first year that King Charles gets to deliver a Christmas message. I think. So, what was the very first British monarch to do so? <laughs> Absolutely, I can't. I have so little of an idea. I can't even think of like a sarcastic joke to make about it. That's how I have no idea. George V in 1932. I almost said that. I almost said King George V. <laughs> All right. Which Simpsons family member delivered an alternative Christmas message in 2004? Um, the baby. No. Maggie. Marge. Marge Simpson. No. Marge Simpson. All right. Um, an alternative Christmas. What was her alternative Christmas message? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I'm just oh, reading on, the Ashley. quiz. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, this is a Christmas film quiz. How old is Kevin McAllister in Home Alone? The first one. 23. <laughs> eight. The answer is eight. Oh, okay. Okay, you'll know this one. According to 1946's Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, what happens every time a bell rings? Oh, yeah, an angel gets their wings. That's one you should watch with Mac. There you go. Okay. I'll do that. You should what you should do is is compile a list of all these <laughs> movies and then watch them like in chronological order from oldest to newest. So cuz you wouldn't want to like watch It's a Wonderful Life and then watch Elf right after that. That would okay. be sort of schizophrenic. Yeah. So okay. you should start with whatever's the oldest one on your list, which might be It's a Wonderful Life and go all the way to whatever's the most recent. Okay. We did we did already watch White Christmas with Bing Crosby, and it was fantastic. He really liked the dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Okay. In Will Ferrell's Elf, what's the mm-hmm. first rule in the Code of Elves? 
<laughs> I have no idea. Treat every day like Christmas. Uh, All right. Th- this is one of my favorite movies. What feel-good song is everyone dancing to in the final scene of The Holiday? Dun, 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 dun. Is that a One Direction song? No, You Send Me by Aretha Franklin. What about Die Hard? Did you ever watch Die Hard? Yeah, best Christmas movie ever. Okay, Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve, but in what city? Detroit. Chicago. No. Amsterdam. No. Cape Town. No. Uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. Shreveport. <laughs> Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Shoot. I mean, come on. Let's see. Uh, what's the name of the on-screen couple in Four Christmases? Oh, this is a good movie. Bob and Susan. Mm, well, it's Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. I don't know who actually, who actually they play. I don't know the name of their characters. Uh, it's Bob and Susan. Okay. Okay, Christmas literature quiz. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> I'm knocking it out of the park on all these other categories. All right. In Harry Potter, what do the Durlsies give Harry for Christmas? A magic wand. A 50 glasses. pence piece. <laughs> little round glasses. No, a 50 uh, pence piece. Okay, which character declares Merry Christmas, one and all, in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol? Harry Potter. (laughs) Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Fun fact, um, when I was like nine years old, the community theater in Moorhead City, North Carolina, did A Christmas Carol, and I was Tiny Tim in The Christmas Carol. Can you believe that? There's actually, and my dad was Bob Cratchit. So he has a picture of him holding me, and I have on little corduroy knickers and a little walking stick, and I sang songs for it. Oh, sang my gosh. Giddy up, little pony. I can still, I actually still know, I'm not going to sing it. Don't even think about it. But I actually still know the first line and the melody of that song that I sang 40 years ago oh. and have never sung since. Wow. not sure if that qualifies for trauma or something else, but it's in there. As Brian Figger said, you might need some therapy. I'm. I think he was talking about him when he said that. I re-listened to that because I was talking about how hard his book was for me to read, and he started laughing and said, "Huh, yeah, this guy needs therapy." And I think he wasn't talking about me. I think he was talking about him needing therapy, and that that came out in his book. Yeah, because the first time I thought it, I thought, "Well, hang on a second. Let's you know not start throwing punches in the first two minutes of the of the." podcast but yeah corduroy knickers kind of a puffy shirt a hat like the peaky blinders wore and a walking stick that was me as tiny tim i think i would pay money to see this i think our listeners would too i'll see if my mom might have a picture from it too if i can get it i'll send it to you okay all right in which children's classic book is it always winter but never christmas uh, I don't know, but it took place in whatever is the opposite of Costa Rica because here it's uh, never winter and, well, n- never Christmas. But um, uh, mm. I don't know. C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, always winter, never Christmas. Mm-hmm. What about The Night Before Christmas? When was it published, the poem? 
1453. Ooh, no, not even close. <laughs> 1823, 1823. Yeah, it was a different, it was a different Christmas poem that I was thinking of. All right, you should, you should know this one. The Polar Express was adapted into a film led by- Tom by, Hanks. Yes, good job. Father Christmas Letters was written by which famous novelist? Uh, J.K. Rowling. Ooh, it was very close. J.R. Tolkien. Uh, I was I was almost like mid-sentence going to switch to that yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah. That would have been good. Okay, this is the Christmas music quiz. All right, this is my least favorite Christmas song ever. Which Christmas hit originally released in 1984 has been number one in the UK charts three times? Stupidest song ever. Uh, well, I was going to say the Mariah Carey one. No, no. But that's too long ago for that. Do they know it's Christmas? It's about oh, poor kids. Yeah. I hate that song. Yeah. Yeah. Do they even know it's Christmas? Yeah. All right. What's the best-selling Christmas song of all time? The Mariah Carey one. Mm, no. I have just mentioned it a little while ago. Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Hmm. All right. I thought the Who? Mariah Carey one had actually recently surpassed it. Yeah. How long ago? When did you do your research for this quiz, Ashley? Oh, I don't know. Right now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which musician sings the ever so catchy, wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time? I feel like I should know this. I feel like you should too. He was a Beatle. Elvis Costello. Oh. Ooh. He was a Beatle? Uh-huh. Paul McCartney? Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Last one. Elvis Round Costello. <laughs> Why did I say Elvis Costello? I don't know. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's good. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch attempts to steal Christmas from which unsuspecting town? Whoville. Whoville. Good job. All right. What's the name of the giant snow monster that guards Elsa's palace in Frozen? The giant snow monster. Oh, close. Marshmallow. Yeah. All right. Close. You almost got this right earlier. What does Harry receive from Dumbledore during his first Christmas at Hogwarts? A magic wand and glasses. No. The cloak of invisibility. <laughs> How did I almost get that one right <laughs> earlier? I had no idea what that is. Well, at least. Wait, have you, have you never read any of the Harry Potter books? Not one page. OMG. I don't even know what to do with this. Have you not watched any of the movies? Nope. Oh my gosh. They're satanic. You know, no, they aren't. He's the ultimate <laughs> Christ figure. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I thought Jesus was the ultimate Christ well, figure. Well, he is. I'm just talking about in a movie. Uh, um, yeah. But but you listen to Audible so much. Like Harry Potter is consistently on the top 10 reads in Audible. I'm kind of at this point waiting to see if if Isabella expresses any interest in oh, reading yeah. them. Maybe we could read them together. Okay. Um, but it'll be her choice, not mine. Right. I kind I, of would rather she chose to read The Lord of the Rings. But Oh, yeah. We'll that see. would be good, too. Why not both? Yeah. Because, you know, Frodo is the ultimate Christ figure. In a there you go. There you go. <laughs> What's the name of the big bad wolf or big baddie in Nightmare Before Christmas? The Big Bad Wolf. No. Oogie Boogie. 
Nope. Never seen that either. Name of Will characters. No, no. Name Will character. Nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Name Will Ferrell's character in Elf. Big Elf. You know this. Bobby. Bobby. Buddy. 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 That's so close. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me. I think I'm dying. All right. Which Christmas song includes the lyrics dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh? Jingle bells. Yes. I had to finish the verse and get to the (laughs) chorus so that I knew the answer. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And here ends the trivia of Christmas. Oh, that was it. I that was it. I had more. One more too. No, I had. I, there are more, but you're not going to know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I do know stuff. Yeah, do you? I just don't know. I just know the wrong stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are there any Christmas questions you would like to ask me, Ashley? Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I have any Christmas questions for you. Okay. Hey, so did you give uh, Isabella her Christmas present yet? We did. Could you hear the squeals in Shreveport? I sure could. I sure could. I've been holding my mouth for so long to not talk yeah. about it. That's a Christmas miracle is the fact that six families were able to keep this a secret for six months. Wow. Um, and it, the, the secret almost got blown up on a couple of occasions, but we somehow we managed to pull it off. And... Isabella and a bunch of her little classmates are going to go to Disney for the first time ever in February. So yeah, it's been a long time coming. We tried to make it happen right before COVID happened. And so it got put off and here we go. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the absolute best. If you decide you need to tap out and let me go as a chaperone instead, I'm all in. I'll, I'll let you know. I went for the very first time when I was, I think I was eight. Okay. And of course, just have very, very vivid memories of that trip. And I can't wait to go and just watch her. That's going to be yep. fantastic. Great. It is. Great job it is. on gift giving, Will. Yeah. Well, we're just really hopeful that on Christmas morning, when we just keep reminding her over now, remember your big Christmas present you've already gotten. Now, remember your big Christmas present you've already gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Well, all right, friend, I'm about to lose my voice, but I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas because, Will, you are one of the best gifts of my life, and I'm thankful for you. That's so nice. I hope that you will stay negative. Definitely. (laughs) Stay negative, Ashley. Stay negative. 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 Um, No, I, I hope you feel better soon and can participate to the fullest in all of your Christmas activities. I hope that it's an amazing season. For Mackinson to see the best side of us and church and Christmas during this season. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And listeners, we've got an exceptionally wonderful episode coming up on January 1st. You are not going to want to miss it. It is going to be so good. Oh, can't wait. All right, Ashley, big, big Christmas hug from the Baileys to the Harbucks. Thank you, friend. A big hug and a high five to you as well. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Bye, Will. Bye, Ashley.
You've been listening to The Broken Banquet, a podcast by Will Bailey and Ashley Goad. Music provided by Irene and the Sleepers. Join us next week for another episode. He's prepared the table. All things are ready. Come to the feast. Come to the feast.